0: The reading is from Acts 9, 32 to 43. As Peter travelled around the country, he went to visit the Lord's people who lived in Lydda. There he found a a man named Ananias, who was paralysed and had been bedridden for eight years. Ananias, Peter said to him, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up and roll up your mat. Immediately, Ananias got up. All those who lived in Lydda and... Sharon saw him and turned to the Lord In Joppa there was a disciple named Tabitha In Greek her name was Dorcas She was always doing good and helping the poor About that time she came ill and died And her body was washed and placed in an upstairs room Lydda was near Joppa So when the disciples heard that Peter was in Lydda They sent two men and urged him Please come at once Peter went with them When he arrived, he was taken upstairs to the the room. All the windows stood round him, all the widows stood round him, crying and showing him the robes and other clothing that Dorcas had made while she was still with them. Peter sent them all out of the room. Then he got down on his knees and prayed. Turning towards the dead woman, he said, Tabitha, get up. She opened her eyes and seeing Peter, she sat up. He took her by the hand and helped her to her feet. Then he called for the believers, especially the widows, and presented her to them alive. This became known all over Joppa, and many people believed in the Lord. Peter stayed in Joppa for some time with a tanner named Simon. Amen. Adam, thank you. Can I, I pray for you? Yeah, oh, sure. I'll push you off. <laughs> yeah. Father, we, we give all glory to you. Mm. I pray that by your Holy Spirit you will, um, you will send out the words from down to us that you want us to hear, and by your Holy Spirit may we hear, and may we respond accordingly, Father, for your glory, Amen. Oh,
1: Amen. Rob, thanks so much, and really appreciate that. <clears throat> um, so, uh, last three years we've been doing these concerts. Uh, so I play the saxophone and do do jazz concerts and stuff. Last three years we've been doing concerts in July. Um, for battle Proms, and we had the last one this year. Um, last night we were at High Clear Castle, which is where they filmed Downton Abbey, and uh, we uh, we do we do a, a warm-up act of wartime jazz and all the rest of it, and then an orchestra comes on, and a spitfire flies over, and fireworks happen, and cannons go off, and they play the 1812 Overture to, to, to people firing guns and all this. It's all... Uh, So quite an event, a nice picnic concert uh, that lots of people enjoyed. It was lovely. The family came uh, with me yesterday. Uh, We spend most of our time backstage. And backstage you find that um, there are a whole host of people making it happen. Uh, So we get fed at this concert. And uh, half past five we were fed by the kitchen people, people. Chefs, kitchen, I don't know, they do that kind of thing. And that was great. As we sat down to eat, we sat with the people who were in charge of all the toilets. Um, There's about 8,000 people there, so the Portaloo uh, situation is very important. Um, and there was Mr. and Mrs. Lou, they were called. Um, it was their, <laughs> that was their business. And uh, there they were, and we ate with Mr. and Mrs. Lou. There's also the guy in charge of all the fireworks. He comes and sits down. And then there's people doing the stewarding. There's so many people behind the scenes. Well, guess what? It's exactly the same in church. There's so many people doing stuff behind the scenes. Things that you can't necessarily see, but without them the whole thing falls down. And trust me, in this church that is definitely the case. There's a whole host of things happening behind the scenes. Just one example is Jennifer. She's having us over for lunch today, but she's our administrator. Does an awful lot behind the scenes. Now, we've been, in these last few weeks, looking through the, the book of Acts in the New Testament. And it's known as the Acts of the Apostles. And the apostles are the leaders in the church, the big guns, the people like Peter and John and James. And uh, just before the passage that Rob read to us, we hear of Saul who gets converted on the Damascus Road, and then he becomes Paul, he becomes the Apostle Paul. These are all the big guns, the big guys in the early church. But even what they were doing would have been absolutely nothing if it were not for those within the church doing stuff behind the scenes. I don't know if you noticed at the end of that passage... Peter ends up in this place, Joppa, and he stays with a tanner, someone who works with animal skins and hides, named Simon. Now, Simon's one of the behind the scenes guys. He's not a big preacher, he doesn't go around like Peter does, but what does he do? He hosts Peter. Without Simon, where would Peter have stayed? (laughs) He had the gift of hospitality. Are you a Simon? Can you offer maybe hospitality as Jennifer is doing this lunchtime? We need to recognize the church is full of all those behind the scenes individuals. We've been thinking about being led by the Spirit and as we've talked about Peter raising the dead and healing the sick, we can see, yeah, clearly he was led by the Spirit. But you know what? Simon was led by the Spirit too. Can you be led by the Spirit to do something very, very practical? Last week we heard about Philip, who was told by an angel to go down to the desert road to speak to the Ethiopian eunuch. But in this passage, Peter isn't told by an angel to come to Joppa. He's told by two members of the church. See, this lady, Dorcas, has died, and... uh, they hear well. Peter's not that far away. Let's go and get come and get Peter to come because you know he's one of our leaders. And so two people hot foot it to get Peter. They're messengers. They're messengers. Well, guess what? They don't get named, but they're behind the scenes people. Without them, Peter wouldn't have come. I mean, of course, God could have sent an angel, but actually, God does send messages in all sorts of different ways, and sometimes it's just through. The everyday people, please come, Peter. And they urge him. They run across. Please come at once. Can you be like these individuals, sending messages, just doing, you know, the everyday stuff? Or what about this lady, Dorcas or Tabitha? She's not known for being a big preacher and uh, uh, and doing all the upfront stuff. What is she known for? She's known for making clothes. And in those days, you couldn't just go down to M&S and uh, buy clothes. There wasn't mass-produced clothing. And if you were a widow, you were a vulnerable person and you did not have many funds, and so you'd really appreciate clothes being made for you. Now, I know we're awash with charity shops these days. And uh, there's no better place than somewhere like Tumbridge Wells to go to charity shops, because, (laughs) try it. Or maybe it's you giving all your nice clothes away. That's fine, we buy them all the time. (sighs) But it's a great opportunity to, but there were no charity shops in those days, right? So Tabitha or Dorcas would make clothes for people. She was always doing good, we're told, and helping the poor. She was giving to people. You might not be an upfront person but maybe God's anointing you with a needle and thread (laughs) maybe you can bake a cake maybe you can just hear the prompting of the Holy Spirit and say I'm I'm just going to offer that person help see if they want to lift to the doctors or to the hospital now I've got inside information I know that that's happening all the time this kind of thing in this fellowship and it happens in all sorts of other churches too we could not Stand. We could not exist as a church were it not for all these behind the scenes things happening. Are you a dorkass? Don't be careful, I don't say, Are you a dork? Are you a dorkass? Are you a Tabitha? Is this God's call for you? See, she was called to do good. If you fast forward to the next chapter in Acts. Uh, Peter describes how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and he went around doing good. Doing good. Do you know, God is good. And if we're to do what God wants us to do, we're going to do good. And it can look like all kinds of things. I want to affirm you in what God is having you do. That is of course a danger in all of this because we can say oh yeah that's me but in doing good we still need to constantly remind ourselves to be led by the Spirit There can be that danger with anything you do that it becomes your thing without I keep doing this I'm not wishing to be unkind but there are often Situations where people are soldiering on for God and the Spirit isn't leading them anymore. Oh, well, I'm faithfully keeping on going. But actually the Spirit, if they were to listen, is saying, actually, I want you over here instead. No longer time to be doing that anymore. Most of the gigs I do with jazz is about 10 people in the audience. But you know, yesterday I was playing to about 8,000 people or so. There was a lot of people there, wasn't there? And uh, did you notice there were some ladies at the front with some inflatable saxophones? I even had groupies. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't Tanya. And you can start to think, oh, you know, I'm up on stage, I'm pretty. And you know, the opportunity to show off is there if you want to but God has challenged me so many times about showing off and I've just always felt called to lay it down lay down the music lay down the saxophone just lay it down before God and I want to encourage you with your gifts whatever God is calling you to do just lay it down the beautiful thing is when you lay stuff down God gives it back to you very often And he gives it back to you better, more purified, and more fruitful. Lay it down. Trust him. As we lay things down before God, it's a sign, I trust you, Lord. As we cling on to things, we're shown we don't trust God. Now there's a man in this passage who was literally laid down, sadly. His name was Aeneas. And he was paralyzed. Bedridden for eight years. Now today he would have probably had a wheelchair and he would have... Mark, you got to church in your wheelchair, didn't you? Yeah. He would not have been able to, you know, walk, but he could have got here in, in his wheelchair. But this man had no wheelchair in those days. Lying on his mat. He's laid down. And Peter encounters him. And what does he do? He says, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up and roll up your mat. Instantly, man is healed. It's a very simple, very bare-bones story, but the consequence of it is that people turn to the Lord in that area because they knew Aeneas. They knew the fact that before eight years, he'd been up and about, but he'd been paralysed. Don't know why. Don't know how. But God healed him. And so people turn away from their sin, they turn away from following their own way, and they turn to the Lord. You know, becoming a Christian isn't about being religious, it's not about coming to church, it's just about turning to the Lord. It's turning away from what you were looking at and looking at the Lord. I turn to the Lord. Trust me, he'll take care of the rest. We let go of our sin, We just turn to the Lord. I want to encourage you all and myself (laughs) to turn to the Lord today. Just turn to Him. Because trust me, He's turning to you. His face is turned towards us. People in that area saw what God had done. You know, sometimes people need uh, convincing by um, looking at the scriptures, but sometimes they just need to see the power of God at work and it blows them away. And then they turn to the Lord they see a change i marvel at what god's doing in this church we see changes we see radical testimonies we've been hearing them in these last few months hallelujah and then peter gets called to joppa and this lady dorcas has sadly died now unless the lord comes back first we're all going to die I'm sorry to break that to you. It is the one-on-one one statistic. And there's a time to live and a time to die. But sometimes some people seem to die an untimely death. They die too young. And this lady Dorcas clearly had done that. She died too young. And as Peter arrives there, the widows who she clothed were all crying and weeping. And showing Peter the clothes she made, how she'd shown love to them. This woman was always, we're told, doing good. She gave her life to the Lord. She clearly had some means um, and maybe gave money, but also gave clothes and I'm sure did other things too. And Peter puts all the, the mourners out, all the widows out, and we're told he kneels down and he prays in the upper room where she is and turns towards her and says Tabitha get up she opens her eyes and seeing Peter she sits up and she who also has been laid down is raised up takes her by the hand and then calls her out and calls all the believers especially the widows come and see she's alive now these are bare bones little stories in the book of Acts but they reflect exactly what Jesus did in the gospels See, one time, Jesus is in a house and it's jam-packed full of people and he's preaching and all the rest of it uh, and the religious people are there and, but there's some friends of a paralyzed man and they desperately want to bring him to Jesus but they can't get in so what do they do? They take him up on the roof and then they lower him down through the roof. And then, if you know the story, Jesus says, your sins are forgiven and then he says, get up and walk. And the man instantly gets up and walks in full view of everybody. Who was there? Peter was there. And then also, just a little bit later on in the story, in the Gospels, the synagogue ruler Jairus says to Jesus, please come, my daughter is seriously ill. And as he's on his way, no, she's died. Don't worry, she's only sleeping. Jesus goes in, puts out the mourners. Only the mom, Jairus, uh, sorry, Jairus and his, his wife, mother and father and a couple of the disciples and Peter was there. And they're there, what do they do? And Jesus, what does he say? Little girl, get up. Now Peter does exactly what he saw Jesus doing. Now Peter, yes, Saint Peter, Apostle Peter, but he knows he can do nothing. so he doesn't say, Peter heals you. To he doesn't speak in the name of Peter. He speaks in the name of Jesus. Jesus Christ heals you. He doesn't even pray. just commands healing. He's so confident of the fact that Jesus is just as present at that moment as when he was present and healed the paralytic and Jairus' daughter. It's no different. Jesus Christ is just as present. The Acts of the Apostles should really be called the Acts of Jesus. Through the Apostles, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, we're also in a book of Acts of sorts. But this is the Acts of Jesus. Through the contemporary church, by the power of the Holy Spirit. And he is just as much here, now, as when he was with Jairus' daughter and the man who was paralysed. Peter walked by faith, full of faith, full of confidence, full of the Holy Spirit. And if we're going to be led by the Holy Spirit ourselves, God wants us to be doing good as well. He might want you to bake a cake, but he might want you also to heal the sick. The instant we say, this is what I do and that's it, God says, no, 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 it's not just that, (laughs) it's this as well. and can he raise the dead? yes he does I've not seen it myself but especially in places where the access to medical care is not so good God is still in the habit of raising the dead plenty of testimonies to that these days and what happened when Dorcas was raised from the dead many people believe in the Lord the whole point is to give glory to God It's that many believe. You know, we can waffle on forever from from the front. Don't worry, I won't. But a changed life speaks a thousand words. You get what I'm saying? So I believe God's here right now. And the Holy Spirit is moving among us. What's he prompting you to lay down today? What might he be calling you or who might he be calling you to raise up? Might not be a practical need, might just be someone who's feeling down in the dumps and God is calling you to come alongside them. Now, if you take it upon yourself and do it without God, it becomes a huge burden. But Jesus says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. When we do it with God, it's not such a burden. Sometimes people say, oh, if you're the pastor of the church, you now how can you possibly, you know, you're caring for all these people. I'm not really caring for all these people, I don't really care. Um, <laughs> It's God's church, it's not my church. This is Jesus' church. I'm just here to serve like everybody else. God is good. And he's calling us to do good. But don't limit what that good is. It might be really good. (laughs) And he might surprise you with the good he wants you to do. There's also a picture here of just the church all working together all codependent interdependent and how that's true for us today so let's pray we recognize your presence lord once again we want to say come holy spirit If you're visiting with us, we do sometimes just take a bit of time in God's presence just to wait. Nicola said about waiting, it does us good to wait for the Lord. And do that now in the quiet. Come, Holy Spirit. I want to give an opportunity to um, you, if you would like to, maybe you have a prophetic word, maybe you have something, and and it can be that will I, won't I, is it from God, isn't it from God, I don't know. Um, I want to offer that opportunity if you, to take a risk, to come forward and share something if you'd like to, maybe a testimony or just a brief word, be bold, come forward.
2: Uh,
3: have, have a sense that um, if if we're feeling run down or running on empty or low or what you said um, or, or low on something, running low on something. Um, Dan's talked about laying laying something down, and sometimes I think. That's what we need to lay down. The I'm this or I'm that. Right? The label, the, the limit, the I'm... Like, you've got your lid closed and this, you're containing the running on empty. Um, lift the lid. Um, I have a real sense that right now here he has an abundance Um, to pour into you, to pour into me, to pour into us. There isn't a limit on his provision. Um, If we lay down, um, I'm empty. Offer it. Um, We need to offer um, that to him to receive, to have a willingness to receive, because there is no limit. Let him lift the lid. I was thinking about the toothpaste there, but that was from here. He flipped the head bags. Just the top. <laughs> if the lid so that he can pour, he can pour in. There's definitely, he's definitely got his abundance, his fullness for us as a church but also individually right now.
4: to say is consistent with what we've just heard but that may show that God wants to say it to somebody Um, I've just been reading a brilliant book while I was on holiday, it's one of those you know books over there, 50p Uh, there's some amazing books being circulated and uh, yeah, this is a book about Jacob and the thing that really struck me there was that the author is conveying that the key point in Jacob's life was when he wrestled with God Um, and then God said you are blessed, you are now Israel and not just Jacob but he also limped and the point that we see in Jacob's life is that he was always relying on himself and his selfish ends right up to that point it's only after that that he became reliant on God he had this encounter that led him away from being selfish to being reliant on God and uh maybe God is calling some of us not to cripple us, but to uh, draw us from that selfish point of view to the reliant on God point of view.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, Colin posted a, a photo the other day on Facebook of a, uh, of a field ready f- um, to be harvested. And i was sort of reminded of that just a minute ago and then I saw that picture, but I saw a road next to it and uh, on, the, on the field there was a, a, a barred gate and it was padlocked and along the road was a, was a harvester just going up and down, up and down, because it didn't have access to the field to harvest it and I think that field is, is ours. And we need to make that choice. I need to make that choice to unlock um, that gate, to take the padlock off it, allow the gate to swing up, swing open, and then the harvester will be able to go into the field and harvest the field. So I believe that for some of us, me perhaps, we need to just open ourselves to allow the Holy Spirit into our field, into our lives, so that the harvest can actually be uh, harvested. (laughs) So make that decision. Mm. Say, Lord, come into my life. Come into this field and do what you choose. And I think we'll see some amazing things.
5: want to share a remarkable answer to prayer I met with my small group um, at work on teams uh, a week ago on Thursday and one of the ladies in the group Sarah is one of the most remarkable Christians I've come across she's always positive always smiles she and her husband have had some real challenges in their family life yet she remains faithful. And she was sharing during the meeting that they have had a Ukrainian family living with them since the war in Ukraine broke out. So they've had uh, grandmother, mother and two daughters living with them. And she said in the, in, in, the, uh, in the session, she said, do you know what, I've run out of energy. I don't think I can cope with them anymore. They seem to have no enthusiasm for moving out, for moving on. The mother doesn't seem to want to work, and I don't know what to do. And I feel really guilty. And I feel like my Christian faith's been challenged, and I'm finding it really, really hard. So we kind of stopped talking, and we prayed for her and we prayed for a resolution. She said, but I don't know what the solution is because the local authority in Bristol have told us there's no housing available. There's just no chance of them getting a council house. They can't afford private rental accommodation. Landlords have turned them away. I just don't know what the answer is. We met at half eight on Thursday morning By half six, they've got a council house. (laughs) Incredible. And they're moving in this week. Absolutely fantastic and immediate answer. Phenomenal. Wow.
0: Wow. Hallelujah.
2: really, I just want to thank you all for your prayers. I really appreciate them and uh, my ops have gone great. I can move my fingers on both hands and it's all wonderful. Just waiting for the wounds to heal, but thank you. But I wanted to go back to um, Nick's talk because timing, God's timing, is truly remarkable. Um I didn't know when this operation would happen. Um, And I was down for a cancellation. And um, yeah, I just had to trust God that it would be at the right time, which is hard actually. Um, But when I got the operation date, for one thing, I care for Claire sometimes. Claire and Philip were going away. Before the end of term, I expected everything to be after the end of term, but no, they were going away before, which freed me from worrying about whether Claire would be cared for. The top floor of our house was being decorated. Um, and I, had to be, I knew I had to be there for the week of the 24th of July. <sighs> my operation was on the Friday before. So I had a, a complete week, at least, where I was free to be at home. On Sunday, after the Friday of my op, I was expecting to preach at Mepham... Um, I thought well somebody can take me i got it ready um, you know I can stand and talk <laughs> it's only my wrists um, and they double booked me <laughs> so I didn't have to worry about that Tarn I care for Tarn my grandson um he's pretty good Um, so I knew that he could just come along, be with me actually be my hands um, whilst whilst I was at home and um, so it's been it is truly God's timing because I spend my life worrying about letting people down really, I know I shouldn't I hear what you said today. I've laid that down, but I do. I I think I'm going to let them down. I'm going I'm not going to be able to do it. But God literally cleared my diary for over a week so that I could heal and it's been the most wonderful week. <laughs> uh, thank you, Lord. I can only just thank
1: God and I want you to praise him with me. Amen. 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 Awesome. Yeah. What if we can the band come back? And um.
0: <clears throat> yeah, Isn't it wonderful to hear these testimonies? It's really good. God is good. We're going to close with a song. Please stand if you're able to.